I'm here for the West End Bears photo shoot. I'm not what you're looking for. I bought a picnic. Hello and welcome to vlog 37. I've had another crazy busy week full of shows and cabarets. And a couple of really great ones and a couple of not so good ones. How's your week been? So, on Monday, it was the first night of Brooklyn, the musical, at Greenwich Theatre. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. I was across town at the Sing Easy for Charlotte and Steen's very own cabaret. Charlotte is an incredible performer, who I chatted to earlier this summer up in Edinburgh when she was there with the cast of I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical. Before that, she was in Bat Out of Hell, and I even met her years ago when she did Rent with Jodie Steele. Now, this was Charlotte's first cabaret here at Sing Easy, the home of new cabarets. It is proving to become a great little venue for people who've never done their own cabarets before and want to give it a go. And Charlotte is perfect. Her voice is insane. She was joined by new Bessie Charlotte O'Rourke from I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical, as well as Joseph Peacock from Bat Out of Hell and Jodie Steele. Each of them did a duet with Charlotte and a solo song. Here are a few of the songs from the evening. Yeah. 
Platinum Little Stars, the charity that raises money and awareness for children suffering with juvenile arthritis. On Tuesday, I got to chat to Liv Warden, one of my good, good friends who I met on a writing course at the National Theatre. Liv has gone on to produce two shows this year. The first was her own play called Anomaly at the Old Red Lion, which I reviewed back in January. Next was a brand new musical at the other palace called Gretel, which she wrote with old school friend Charlie Turner. We chatted all about new writing and what it's like to be a young female writer in this industry. It's a really interesting insight. So if you've got a chance, have a look at the full video on my YouTube page. I feel as if the arts world at the moment is really lacking in working class stories, in female stories, um, in fame stories. It just feels, I mean, what's that really, it's that fact, what's the figure where it says, uh, there are more plays that have been on the national by David Hare than yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. Women. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Surely not. Um, and when, the turning point for me that made me feel really, great about the whole situation was when the Guardian article came out about Me Too and uh, Bitter Wheat happened, um, there was a lot of people who were very angry about the fact that John Malkovich and David Mamet had taken their, the opportunity with their influence and their experience and their you know, power to create a show about essentially Harvey, yeah. Mr Weinstein, as to Stephen Burkoff. Um, and so you have these big Hollywood uh, actors and directors and writers who are kind of, you know, in the midst of it, talking about the industry that they are profiting from. And it just rubbed people up the wrong, wrong way, including me. And the original cast recording for Gretel is now available on all download music platforms. Have a listen, it's incredible. It's a little 
on Tuesday, I was watching a new political kids show called The Border. Think you're too young to start politics? Mm -mm. There's lots to be learnt, even at that age. Now, I don't often see a lot of kids' show, obviously, because I'm 37. But I was invited along to go and watch this, and I'm really glad I did. And being a kids' show, I wasn't really sure whether I was going to enjoy it or really get it. I don't really invest in politics as much as perhaps I should. This new piece by Afsana Gray and directed by Natalie Wilson is on tour around the country and was here at Theatre Peckham for three evenings. I've never been to Theatre Peckham, but it's actually a very, very nice theatre tucked away in Peckham. In the play, which has four actors, the characters are dealing with the aftermath of a wall being built through their city. Sound familiar? It's a very timely piece, which is clearly influenced by the current political climates. And it gives it to you in a very palatable, childlike way. The play is a mixture of music and storytelling which effectively drip-feeds you some political themes. At first, I was a bit uneasy and I wasn't sure what to make of it, as the characters were prancing about, pretending to be dogs. But as it settled in, it was a very, very clever and very slick production. Partway through the show, the cast break out of their characters and open the forum to the audience, inviting us to discuss the themes that were being explored in the show. This was really, really effective. As a whole, I really enjoyed the show and it did demonstrate how easy it is to simplify a complex issue to make it work for any audience of any age. But more than that, it's about human connection and what happens when we put up borders between ourselves. It felt at times like a kid's version of the series Years and Years. There's even a scene set around a dinner table when the archetypal grandmother makes a speech. Sound familiar? The tour is going to be continuing up in Manchester and then Sunderland. So if you want any more information about it, have a look at my website. On Wednesday, I was at the QX Cabaret Awards. Now these are Brilliant. This took place at the Circa nightclub on Embankment and the room was full of every person you could imagine. The evening celebrated all the incredible work done across the cabaret scene, some of which I've seen myself, some of which was new to me. And it's brilliant for QX to recognise all the work that goes into these shows, which are generally done on a shoestring. There is a lot of great cabaret work out there. And I was there with my friend Chris Clegg, whose company Took Shop has making a huge impact in the cabaret and drag scene this year. They have just announced their adult panto going to Trafalgar Studios in December with drag race star Bag of Chips. It's funny because I was watching Downton Abbey the movie last week which in one scene one of the characters is taken to an underground gay nightclub 
Back then, obviously, it was illegal to even be gay. And they certainly didn't have gay clubs or gay bars like they do now. And looking around the room where I was in this safe environment with these fabulous people, it really, really showed how far we've come as a society in the past 50 years and how lucky we are to be able to come together in an environment like this where we are safe and where we can celebrate. It was a brilliant evening. Here are a few videos from the night. Johnny Laby's new cabaret series, Unboxed. This is intended to be a brand new cabaret series which celebrates diversity amongst performers, with everything being included, not just singing. Put together by Johnny Laby and Benjamin Martin, the YouTuber who's now taken over as a manager at Sing Easy. The pair of them intend these evenings to be a celebration of everything in cabaret, ranging from tap dancing, to singing, to spoken word, you name it, you can see it here. And they want this to be a regular monthly cabaret. Kicking off their series, they had the incredible Darren Day and Adam Garcia. He was looking incredible. I've met Adam a few times and I always fangirl every time. Joining the stage was also my favourite, Lois Morgan Gay, who is getting a little nervous because next week she's joining the array of stars on the stages, musical theatre, um, supporting Cabaret in London every fortnight uh, throughout the week starting in January. Uh, so here's like your little taster to the evening. Uh, the unboxed review. Just wanted to have a cabaret, a new show uh, where people can come and feel in a safe space to basically do whatever the fuck they want. And if, if you want to do a scene, you can do a scene. If you want to try out drag, you can try out drag. If you want to do stand up, you can just try stand up. So it's all about taking, <laughs> it's about taking people out of their boxes, yeah. creating a safe space in London 
uh, creating a cabaret scene in London because I feel like that's what uh, London can really do with. Sort of like, I don't know, like two halves of a stuffed pitta. <laughs> like not very exciting, but great dips in her mess. And where the journey may lead me, let your prayers be my guide. I cannot stay here, my family, but I remember. She's fragile and that And she'd never admit it My mum was bigger than that And she had banter too A proper East End laugh The first of her kind We called her the East End Ummi John First things first um, <clears throat> I know what you're thinking Oh great, now I gotta sit through 10 minutes of Poundland Elmo But no, 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 no I perform as an adult for adults despite what I look like. This is a show for grown-ups, so if you don't like my shit, you can go fuck yourself, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's not simple to say Most days I don't recognize me These shoes, this apron That place and its patrons He's an incredibly manly man. He, uh, he proposed to my mum with a ring that he earned. He's earning a dollar a head for the goats that he killed. I know, I know. It's 2019, I should say, heard it, but he, he killed him. So I'm just saying, if you see that guy, don't trust him, because in my experience, he'll kill your goats and he'll sleep with your mother. Before we get finished, we'll make a town roar. We'll hit all the late spots and then a few more. Let's cut out the strings and make me cut your life is gonna be a wah-wah-wee Oh, 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 oh,
Ben's next show will be at the Singeasy on the 16th of October. Make sure you book. On Thursday, I was at the Bunker Theatre for We Anchor in Hope, a new play written by Anna Jordan and directed by artistic director Chris Sonex. Now, I'd already heard a little bit about the design of this production, which transforms the bunker into a real-life working pub, complete with beer taps. Now, I've seen this done before at the Suffolk Playhouse, where they took over the small space and converted it into a pub. With the bunker, I think it was slightly exaggerated. Essentially, what they've done is installed a pub on the stage, but you've still got that feel that you're in a theatre space, rather than it being fully immersive and feel like you're walking into a pub, which I acknowledge is probably down to budget and isn't necessarily a detraction. Like I say, it was just built up to be more than it was. Across the production, they offer pub-themed nights like pub quizzes and karaoke nights after each show, which is a cracking idea. Back to the play. It is a five-hander set in the pub on the final night before it's being closed down. Again, very topical. Within this, it explores and examines the relationships of these five people who have been brought together by this pub and where their lives are potentially going to take them once they don't have this pub to bring them together. The cast of five do a brilliant job. It's well performed and very authentic, with interesting and recognisable characters, and is on until the 19th of October. <laughs> short pieces of devised theatre. Both were quite different but joined by the same practice of five actors coming together to create a piece of work within themselves. The first was called The Wild Flesh. Now this was performed at the Bread and Roses Theatre in Clapham as part of the Clapham Fringe and was only on for two performances. It was a very topical piece which had a kind of black mirror feel to it. The story examines and explores the nature of YouTube sensations and social media influences. Now, obviously this is very, very interesting to look at how people use YouTube. We all use social media. The fact that I'm talking to you now through social media on a YouTube channel stands to reason. But, and there is a huge dividing debate about whether influences from social media and YouTube are good or bad. Some cases, they can probably be both. There is a growing trend for people to watch YouTube channels and become obsessed with the people they watch.
Now, if any of you are obsessed with me, <laughs> I apologise. In this story, the play tackles themes about body image and cult, where we're introduced to a group of girls who are inducted into a cult following by a YouTube sensation who they hail as a queen. It is worryingly accurate and very realistic. Now the problem with this devised piece is that it does feel at times a bit unstructured. Although the concept is very, very good, there are huge glaring cliches. For example, the detective within the story who has a Columbo style rain mark and is very stereotypical. Like I say, if it was intended as a satire on this genre, fair play, but I don't think it's served in that way. So it's something I think they could probably think outside the box and develop further. The girls do a great job, like I say, of exploring these themes. I just felt the story could have been tightened up to enhance the performances, which I did think suffered a little bit. But given though they only had two performances, it is a bit harsh to comment on their performances. The girls have announced that they are going to be doing the show again at the Tristan Bates in January and have started a Kickstarter campaign to raise £2,000 by November the 30th to help with this production. So if you want to support brand new writing, go and give these girls anything you can. They have clearly worked hard to put this show together and it does have potential. So go and give them some help, if you can. <laughs> I was at the Albany Theatre in Deptford for Half-Life. This was a brilliant piece of devised theatre and one of the best that I've ever seen. The principal cast of five are friends who met 20 years ago at university and have been since producing theatre in their own time as well as getting on with their lives. They've come back to celebrate and recognise and reflect on their lives and the different paths that they have taken. As a 37-year-old man, it was very poignant and very close to home. The piece as a whole was very, very well done. They incorporated younger actors, students and older actors to help support and enhance their story. And it really did feel like a brilliant community project. Getting everybody involved in some way or the other. The basic structure told the story in five different monologues from each of these people as they looked and examined where they are now in their lives and how they got there. And it offered a brilliant bite-sized insight into their lives. The production was also part of Age Against the Machine Festival of Creative Aging, which is a brilliant festival 
that the Albany Theatre has supported. I honestly really thoroughly enjoyed this production and it really made me reflect a lot about my own life, which is what you want theatre to do. They have got dates coming up next February at the Ark Theatre in Stockton, which bizarrely is my hometown. They then take the roadshow to Canterbury. If you want more information, check out my website. <laughs> which will star Rafe Spall and Imelda Staunton. This is a joint venture by BBC and the new platform, Apple TV. I can't really say much about it or what they made me do, but it was fun. And I definitely encourage you to look out for the new series when it comes out next year. On Sunday, I spent some time catching up with an old friend took a couple of nights off from watching any theatre to pig out on pizza and roast dinners. Bliss. So that's it for this week. If you would like to subscribe to my channel, you will be the first notified about any videos that I upload, including all the cabaret shows that I tend to go to. Thank you again for watching and I'll see you next time.